Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Travis Yonker. I've loved John Agee's work for a long time, so I jumped at the chance to interview him about his latest picture book, My Dad is a Tree. In this episode, John talks about how his book ideas always begin visually, how he never really knows what his stories are about until he hears back from his readers, and how the element of surprise plays into his work. Here's my conversation with John Agee. sort of describing this book to people? Well, I think the Horn book said it. Somebody who was writing a review in the Horn book said it proves that, you know, when you when kids play outdoors, anything can happen. Um, it's It shows also the patience of a parent, uh, which, and I remember, you know, my own parents were pretty patient. Uh, and then the imagination, um, uh, how, how the imagination can really uh, create such a... Uh, fun stuff out of nothing, you know. And that's kind of how the idea of the book started, just um, I, just from a drawing of a, of a little kid who uh, looks at a tree, puts its, it puts its arms out, and immediately an owl lands on his shoulder, and then an owl lands on the other shoulder, and then one lands on his head, and there's this dialogue. He said, what, what am I? I'm stuck now. I can't move. So there was something, I, I love the idea of, of this kid who just doesn't want to move because these birds have taken, you know, uh, nested on his on his body. You know, it's funny <laughs> because sometimes I don't know what, what my books are about. In fact, most of the time when I'm working on them, I have no idea what the message is. I know there's, in the end, there's going to be a message and uh, the reviewers and the librarians and the educators will point it out to me. Thank God. Uh, but when I'm writing it, I'm thinking, if I can, if I can make an, a wonderful arc for a story and uh, make intriguing characters, and I can get to a satisfying ending, I've made a good book. And and then in the end, there are some people point out, oh, John, did you know that this book is about? <laughs> so it, does that you say it kind of started with a visual? Do a lot of your books begin with just sort of like a visual sketch that maybe you've made that you start getting ideas about, or is was this unique? No, always, always with the, the visual for me. Uh, uh, I mean, I can show you. The, I mean, the, the very first pictures were of uh, on a just a legal pad of that little boy with uh, with birds on his shoulders, and uh, there was one. There was one funny thing. Where a policeman comes up to him and he says to the kid, the little boy is uh, standing at a tree, and the policeman said, Do you have a permit to be a tree? <laughs> I just thought there's lots of material here. When a child is stuck, he can't move. He goes out with really good uh, intentions to kind of, I'm gonna, it's a beautiful day, and I'm going to just pretend to be a tree because I want to stay outside all day long. It's great. And doesn't realize that, uh-oh, what happens if something lands on your, you know, where you, all your best-made plans go awry and then it's stuck out there. That's how it started. And then uh, slowly but surely, uh, I introduced an adult figure, I, I, the father. Yeah. I had so much material 
uh, and it was about finding, you know, kind of uh, uh, just trying to figure out the, the 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 best material within the framework of you know somebody being a trade. Yeah. So you were you were just showing some different kind of like dummy rough draft sort of things. How does that work in your process? I guess so. You had the initial idea, then do you go ahead and you make a dummy that's that's just for you? Do you show that to anybody? How does that work after you kind of have that initial idea? It's funny because uh, I had a very finished dummy. It was, but there was no parent in it. It was uh, just a child uh, in the woods with a tree, and it pretends to be a tree, and then and then the owl lands on on this little. It was a little boy, um, but there's nobody around. And then um, in the end, uh, the owl goes back up and to its mom. And the little boy uh, is very relieved because it's nighttime and he, now he can go home. Um, and he thinks, what will I be tomorrow? And he sees this big stone next to the tree and he, <laughs> and he jumps up on the stone. He says, ah, I know tomorrow I'm a rock. Tomorrow I'll be a rock. And he, and he want, and he jumps down off the rock and goes home and a wolf comes along, sees, oh, is watching the little boy the whole time. And the wolf, and kind of climbs up on the rock and falls asleep. So you so you think, oh boy, this little kid tomorrow, if he tries to be a rock, he might be in trouble. Yeah. So it's kind of a more ominous ending. Yeah. So uh, so I presented that to my publisher and 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 I, who I absolutely respect, which is important. And she felt that it needed something something else, and she was also wondering what it was what it was saying so that led me into introducing another human character and i thought for a minute it would be like another sibling but then i think um i just like i, I you know i've had grown-ups in my books for so many years and i in fact i used to do books which were mostly grown-ups in fact, uh, when I finally did a book with a child as a protagonist, my publisher was so relieved. You know, <laughs> John, you probably, it was like 10 years ago or something. But for about a good 20 or so years, I, uh, my protagonists were middle-aged, middle-aged men, you know, uh, who were in, whose careers were in crisis. <laughs> anyway, so I introduced this guy uh and um uh, and i just like the dynamic of this little girl you know laurel and hardy you know little you know little girl big tall dad and um but good-natured dad and uh and then and, and the dynamic was 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 um was worked yeah yeah and, uh, but so yeah so i i i started the idea with my uh, just you know uh, i usually show my uh stuff when I get it to a kind of a pretty decent shape to my agent, Holly McGee. And then she, she likes it. And then, and then I, then she will show it to my publisher. Um, sometimes I'll show it to them at the same time. It's, it's, um, we, uh, uh, and, and then, and then uh, we go from there. Yeah. There's some, some similarities to, um, a book I did. Like three years ago or something or four years ago the wall in the middle of the book uh the wall in the middle of the book had so many things going on there's like uh there's 
I mean, you have to look back at the book several times to kind of catch up on all the different things. There's even some things that I've pointed out to kids when I've been at schools. There's like a tiny little snail that nobody sees crawling up through the middle of the book, but nobody sees it. But there's so many. In My Dad is a Tree, there you can you can you can watch how lots of things evolve but you it's sometimes it's hard to keep track of them like when you're reading the book you have to go back and say oh yeah the the score the squirrel was coming in on this page then he crawls up the guy's the dad's shirt and puts the acorn there's a you can see where where creatures um, enter and exit um so but there's a lot of stuff going on so it, 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 and and that's part of what i uh, some every picture book has its own little dynamic, and and that, this one shares something with um, the wall in the middle of the book in the fact that there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of visual um, material in action, you know, and yeah. because partly because the dad and the daughter aren't moving at all, they're just like this. Right. <laughs> so the creatures are coming, and the the wind is picking up, the, the kite, the rain. The, um and so they're static and everything else is moving yeah so that was that was the challenge was one of the challenges was how to make a, a book visually appealing when your characters don't move <laughs> yeah and that and uh and some of that was uh close up and 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 um, you know and the way they were framed on the on the page sometimes you just see like the, the side of the de you know just cut off or or um you see just the from the chest up or um yeah so that was that was another one of the challenges yeah yeah this episode of the yarn is brought to you by candlewick press and the book elf dog and owlhead written by national book award winner mt anderson and illustrated by jun yi Wu. it's a book that came out of the very real circumstances of the pandemic here's mt anderson to explain i was living all alone up in a little house in the uh, Vermont hills with no other companionship but this dog I love very much. So she and I just spent the pandemic like walking for hours through the mountains. And then I would come back to the house and in the evening I would write this book. So the book is itself a kind of like a, uh, a love story to like the bond between human and animals. It's about a boy and his dog, a magical dog who has escaped from underneath a mountain. And, uh, and its original owners are looking for it, but this boy is very attached to it. Elf Dog and Owlhead has already received starred reviews from Publishers Weekly and Kirkus, and the New York Times calls it a gem of a novel. Elf Dog and Owlhead, published by Candlewick Press, is available now, wherever books are sold. With your books, so often, I can't wait to read them with groups of kids. Um, <laughs> You know, so I'm just kind of curious, like, what's your, what thought do you put into the reader in, in, in your work? Yeah, I think there's some innate quality to a good uh, picture book. Uh, people I've met over the years who have a, a kind of an innate sense of what kids, um, how kids uh, read and process, um, you know, uh, you know, just the words you use in a sentence, how you structure a sentence. Um, uh, you know, and things change over time. I remember William Steig, the great William Steig, 
he used to use pretty sometimes rather sophisticated uh, language and uh, and and uh, some vocabulary, some 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 challenging words for kids. And his books were also very um, text. There was a lot of text in his picture books, and um, but his writing was so beautiful uh, that that was fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there are other writers whose whose text is very minimal. And when I first became got into picture books, when I was you know in my twenties, I was I was learning the ropes of writing and 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 incorporating pictures and text together. And I was much more insecure with the writing part. And so my text was very spare. And over the years, I've, I've found a more of a, a voice and text. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like there's an, a great element of surprise in a lot of your books. Is that like a motto of yours? Is that like something that you believe, you know, <laughs> like a like a credo? Like, do you, you know, if, <laughs> a good picture book should have surprise. Do you have, do you tell yourself anything like that? Or is that just a natural thing that comes out of your the way you, that you write? I mean, I, I I enjoy and appreciate picture books which don't have you know which have different kind of uh, different kind of stories and and less you know less big surprise on a turn of a page. Um, um, but I do. I mean, the endings of a book. I mean, that's for me. That has to be. That's just as important as the first sentence of the book. And um, so uh, you know, I've I've worked on plenty of books which never really see the finish line because. I, I, you know, they 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 don't have that final uh, culmination at the very end, which is a satisfying a satisfying ending for me. Is sometimes well, it's just as important as as the premise. Um, but um, there's something about you know a picture book, uh, the 32 pages generally, 32 40 pages, where each page is kind of I don't want to say it's precious, but it's you know there when that page turn has to be intentional. I mean, there has to be when you when you come to the end of a page, be in the middle of the book, but um, uh, but when you turn that page, there has to be something really intentional about not only the turn of the page, but what's on the on the left hand page and what's on the right hand page. I mean, unless you're using uh, double page images, but. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, years ago, I did a book, Milo's Hat Trick, where it's, I, I, it seems very obvious to me, but it, it, it kind of dawned on me that, oh, right, when you're doing a picture book, uh, the boring stuff happens on the, on the, uh, on the, on the right hand page, you know, the, the uh, setup, you know, for the punchline. And then the page turn, the left hand page is where, is where a lot of the exciting, uh, funny, uh, uh unexpected surprising stuff happens especially in that book there was a lot of that yeah where uh, uh the every turn every time you turn the page there was going to be something unexpected happening yeah you know you gather this over many years of working on picture books they have their unique uh you know the way they the way they work uh, they the way they the page turns how the length of a picture book you can't a picture book once it gets you know over 40 45 48 pages it stops being a picture book it starts to be something else you know one thing that i was curious about is the style of art for my dad is a tree because i feel like this is looking different than 
most of the other books that I've seen you make. So could you talk a little bit about how that style came about? Sure, sure. I think um, uh, with the, there's, you know, when I, when I work on a book, I'm, I'm always thinking, how am I going to, how am I going to do this book? And am I going to use line? Am I going to use flat color? Am I going to use texture? Am I going to use collage? Um, you know, there, here's, like the the father, I remember there was pictures I did of the father where he was outlined, and but um, but after a while I thought because the shapes are so basically large uh, and very graphic and bold shapes uh, that maybe I could get away with just using texture and you know kind of collage and cutout, and I did it. Um, once before in in the wall in the middle of the book same same kind of reason because everything was there were these big shapes you know and they and they they were uh, nothing really small everything was kind of large and close to you and i thought huh maybe i can you know just just do no i don't need line here i don't need the details like with with where where the um the palindrome graphic novel was just the opposite because there's lots of little detail in there. And I wanted, you know, and in order to capture that, I'm using a line. Whereas, um, but the dad is a tree. It also, just the elements themselves were not only big and bold, but they were rather simple. You know, father had the shirt, the, the girl just had a little outfit. Um, all the, and it, it, it's almost flat. It's like a, almost like a relief. There's, not, there's nothing that goes, they don't really ever recede in the back or come, uh, you know, I go close and, and far back just, but they're, but they're just right there, you know, so it's, it's that if you were watching it on, 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 on a stage, they'd just be right in the middle of the theater and, um, you know, they'd never move. What's your hope for the book? I mean, different, uh, creators that I've talked to have different sort of opinions on that about when a book gets released into the world. So, you know, what's kind of your attitude when that is about to happen and what do you hope happens? <laughs> well, my hope is always that, you know, kids will love it and uh, I never know what to expect. Uh, I mean, when, when I know when my book, the wall in the middle of the book came out, um, I didn't realize it, it, it got all sorts of, wild reception because because it was seen as a, a kind of a, a statement of a, a kind of a because it was right around the same time that donald trump was wanting to put up a wall and uh, i did not intend it to be a political statement uh, i just you know wrote it because i thought it was a, a really interesting idea for a story but um so you never know what's going to happen when when a book comes out you know, people will tell you things about your book that you never realize. And that, for me, is, is wonderful. I love it. Thank you, John Agee, for the interview. Thank you, Liz Vaughn, for making it happen. Thank you to my co-host, Colby Sharp. Thank you, Philip Stead, for creating our theme music. Additional music for this episode from the Free Music Archive. Have an idea for the show? You can contact us via email at theyarnpodcast at gmail.com and visit us online at the School Library Journal website. I'm Travis Yonker. Thanks for listening.